Jay right in your face. Welcome back to the Fadeaway Podcast Offseason Edition, part two of the NBA Transactions Week. Today we're focusing on the Western Conference transactions in the last week. Obviously, like we said yesterday, the things that you need to know, you'll know. The things that we don't cover are just things that you don't need to know, so we're sparing you all that that gruesome work that we had to put in. So, uh, I mean, we can get started right away, I guess, because we're essentially continuing from yesterday's conversation. So... uh, in the last 24 hours, yep. a couple couple signings uh, have happened that we're going to talk about. Um, because we're talking West, we're not going to get a chance to do this. So I was thinking we could start with Alex Len to the Raptors. The Raptors picked up a center today, Alex mm-hmm. Len, seven-footer. Um, I don't quite know what we're going to get out of Len. He yeah. has a lot of potential. Uh, he's had a lot of inconsistent roles. So if he can find some sort of rhythm, consistency, we might see some benefit. Uh, but it's one of those... We need Probably a, we minimum need a signings, put put a body on the bench kind of things. Yeah. So uh, that's that's the honorable mention for the East. Uh, but start us off, man. What, what are we going to discuss first today? Let's talk about the defending champions, the Los Angeles Lakers. Now, coming off a championship season, you wouldn't expect them to make the moves that they made. They they were also one of the first transaction week splashes. I think their 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 deal happened or was rumored to happen, you know, a couple of days before anything was allowed to happen. Yeah. And uh, we looked at that deal and, you know, obviously you're going to love this, that, that first deal that they made. So um, a bunch of guys who are actually staying, let's, 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 let's see their current roster. So obviously LeBron is staying, Kyle Kuzma, Markeith Morris, they re-signed uh, KCP who who initially opted out of his deal. He did. Yeah. And came back and got an even got better paid. deal. Um, shout out to Rich Paul and, and what they do. Obviously, they're going to get their guys paid. Uh, and they retain Alex Caruso. Obviously, currently in free agency, you know, the big quote-unquote question is how much is AD going to re-sign for? I believe he did re-sign, and I don't think anything was disclosed as to his contract. Uh, I, I don't know, know if he re-signed because Danny Green posted that. Congratulations, and he deleted it. So there's a and bunch of – it's kind of shaky. Yeah. And I heard he's going to take his time with making it. He's that kind of guy. What that dude. Whatever it is, everyone knows that he's he's going to stay. He's, he's going to stay. He's going to resign with the Lakers. I'd be shocked. I'd be shocked if he left. Exactly. So he's going to resign with the Lakers at an unknown amount. I'm assuming. I I think he might. Be, I don't know if he can be the first 50 million guy. Uh, so I saw I saw a report today that he was actually waiting for Giannis to make his decision right. on the extension. Right. Because Giannis is reported to maybe go one plus one. Mm-hmm. Last time I heard that was last year, Kawhi Leonard. Then he signed a four-year deal. Yeah, I don't know if players want to sign a one, one plus, plus ones, one, especially yeah. when they can cash in mm-hmm. the amount that they can cash in right now. Mm-hmm. You know, God forbid any freak accident happens exactly. in the next year. Exactly, it's just high risk. So um, I don't know where they stand, but I don't think he's officially signed. But like we said, man, like he's, he's gonna, gonna sign. Play. It's gonna be. I think it's gonna be a long-term deal, and I, I think it's gonna be. High one hundreds, maybe two. If he cracks at two hundred million, that he probably will crack the two hundred million. I think definitely. Um, uh, it's gonna be a huge deal. Now, let's talk about who the Lakers lost, and you know they did lose some honestly some pretty key pieces, but they did such a good job. Rob Pelinka did such a good job of filling in those key pieces. So they lost Avery Bradley, who did not show up to the bubble with them. They waived Quinn Cook. They traded away Danny Green. They let Dwight Howard walk. They trade away JaVale McGee, which, yo, to be honest, man, I think they did JaVale McGee a bit dirty. Yeah, yeah big time dirty. To trade they it, sent to, them to Cleveland. They sent to Cleveland, man, a, a team that's last maybe in the in the league. So No, they are. I yeah. think they were, actually. So it, it, I think they did him, they did him last a bit the dirty. They did it, yeah, they, for sure last in the East. I think they did him a bit dirty with um, letting him go and, and, and trading him away, especially he, he gave them two solid seasons and was a great starting 
center for them. Championship starting center on two teams, if you really Absolutely. Look at it. And they did also let Rajon Rondo walk, which is another, you know, was an integral part of their their second unit, is a great leader, um, and provides a lot of a lot of, you know, positive things for that locker room. Um, but who did they replace all these guys with? And the first deal that, you know, Fetty loves is the Dennis Schroeder deal. They brought in Dennis Schroeder from OKC, which was part of the Danny Green deal as well. And the reason why this deal is so good, and, you know, I hated on Dennis Schroeder a lot last year, um, or maybe, you know, last year, but before before last year, I didn't think he was that great because of his time in Atlanta, but he proved last year in OKC that he could be a very, very effective guard. And he's a guy who brings you three-point shooting, brings you playmaking, uh, brings you, you know, he's intelligent, he knows how to play the game, can run the pick and roll, and, you know, if all else fails, he can be a spot-up shooter. Yeah. You know, with LeBron James, if he wants the ball in his hands, he can be a threat and be a spot-up shooter in the corners or along the three-point line, which Danny Green wasn't able to do, you know, in the playoffs. Um, so very a very key pickup for them. You can I want you to speak about what you think Schroeder does for them because I know how much you, you yeah, love yeah, Schroeder. Yeah, absolutely. I, I love Schroeder. I've loved Schroeder's game for quite some time. I think he brings good energy. He's yeah. lengthy. He can run. Athletic. Uh, he's very athletic. He can shoot. Uh, he's a good teammate. He just seems like an all-around good teammate. My only thing is I don't know if – He's gonna start over Alex Caruso, or because they like he just came second and sixth man of the year yeah. votes. So he's proven to be a very effective off bench the bench player. second unit mm-hmm. point guard. So I know that the Lakers second unit is gonna struggle without Rajon Rondo. Yeah. So it might be one of those things where he gets like Lou Will type minutes right. off the bench because I think that with LeBron starting with AD starting, you have enough ball handlers. Like I don't mm-hmm. think that you need a schroeder in the starting lineup i'm not an nba level coach so i don't i don't know for sure um but i'd like to see him come off the bench i think him with that second unit uh, is going to be really really good um man they they made some cool moves i want i want you to keep talking about it because there's there's a few other ones that we got to uncover so before i get into the two one the two i think that i really think are excited besides Dennis Schroeder. Uh, they also added Wesley Matthews, which is a great three and D pickup. Mm-hmm. Um, There's a lot of I saw a lot of things on social media about Wesley's Ma- Wesley Matthews' father playing for the Lakers, and he I believe won two rings with the Lakers <sighs> with the no Showtime way. Lakers. Yeah, so um, that's pretty cool as a leg- from a legacy standpoint. Um, these two next signings, actually, they also brought in Jordan Bell uh, from Cleveland. Um, so I guess he gets an honor- honorable mention there. But these two next signings are very interesting. They were able to steal. Montrez Harrell from the Clippers. Yeah. Wow, what a move. I was shocked that that move happened. I was shocked that he was, you know, kind of quick to jump ship. Oh, yeah. Right over to the Crosstown Rivals. And, you know, you see the tweet from Pat Bev, who was angry at that move. They paid him a two-year, $19 million deal. Yeah. Pretty good money. Um, I actually thought he got underpaid, man. (laughs) I think he was taking the championship discount. I, I I think market value of the year, of the year two years he couldn't get a four year deal market value I think he did get underpaid you're absolutely right there I yeah. th- I think the Raptors would have I remember when the Raptors rumors were were in there we were like we were worried we would give him fifteen million a year yeah, long yeah. term and so I think he definitely Imagine did take a, fifteen a year for Montrez oh he can't even geez, defend bro. he can't defend a brick wall bro he can't have a job, he has a jump shot yeah, like what are you gonna do tough, he's hustle man he's an so. energy guy but he needs a Lou Will type guy on the other end exactly uh, of that. Uh, that re- the 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 lob. So I, I maybe him and Schroeder might do work off the bench. Hey, he has LeBron, man. Like he, he'll come off the bench. But I'm sure he's gonna get minutes with LeBron. I'm sure he'll actually get minutes alongside AD, who doesn't like to play the five. Yeah. Um. So he's a very good guy to bring in to bang with the with, with the big boys. 
to to you know bring you energy, bring you rebounding, bring you rip protection. Um, and he's an upgrade you, from just, Dwight, in my opinion. Dwight was good, athletic, but I think Montrez poses more threats and can put the ball on the floor better, can finish. I think has better hands around the rim. Definitely an upgrade, and you know, younger, as far, younger as far as age goes, there's for sure an, an upside there as well. Um, overall, a, a really huge pick for the Lake, huge pickup for the Lakers, and a really kind of fumble for the Clippers, in my opinion. Um, for them to, to let him walk. I, I don't know if they let him walk or if he wanted to leave. That's it, it kind of shows it is kind of a fumble, but to me, the way I took it was what's going on in the locker room? Why are people right. trying to yeah. leave? Yeah. There was, you know, a lot of people were upset and they shipped Shamit, put in uh, Luke Kennard. Yeah. They shipped the coach. There's a lot of things going on in there, man. There's reports of people upset with the preferential treatment towards right. Kawhi. Right. I don't know. There's uh, it, it makes you ask questions for sure. And one thing we do know, Montrez and LeBron are actually friends, and they're actually <laughs> friends off the court. So is he a Rich Paul guy? I I Montrez? don't know. I wonder if he is because that pic- I saw a picture of him and LeBron hugging. Not sure if he's a it's a Rich Paul guy, but producer Kira actually ran it in the background and Did he? he confirmed Rich Paul guy. Montrez Harrell is a uh, Rich Paul. It makes guy. so much sense. Yeah. It makes so much sense to, that he's a Rich Paul guy. Yeah. Um, moving on from Montrez. Yesterday night, I believe it was, or yesterday at some point, Marc Gasol signs a deal with the Los Angeles Lakers as well. So he's not going to Barcelona? So I thought he was retiring and going to playing in Spain. I thought he wanted to go home. I don't know. Sources said. Sources, Sources said. said. But um, I don't, I mean, as far as the Raptors goes, I, I'm excited that he did not come back just because it was so agonizing to watch him and, and to... It was tough to cheer him on. Someone on a group I said, I'm a group I'm a part of said, uh, watching him defend was like was like watching a Mack truck trying to move laterally. Yo, for sure, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> for sure. It's it, he brings so many good. He does bring good things to the table, but just his his age, his his lack of mobility, his his lack of athleticism. He can't really defend the rim the way he used to. Um, it was tough to watch him, but I think he can give you. 10, 15 minutes on a Los Angeles Lakers team that's going for a ring. Yeah, look. Great pickup for them, I think. Someone posed a question earlier in, in the same group I was a part of. They said, why, like, can someone explain to me what the appeal in Gasol is after what we just saw mm-hmm. in the postseason? He averaged 6-4 and four in the postseason after averaging 8-6 and six on the year. He shot 19% from three. It was abysmal. He couldn't defend. Yep. But the Raptors needed more out of Marcus Gasol than... The, the Lakers, Lakers will, will yeah. right? The Raptors don't have two 30-point-per-night guys. They don't have a 20-point-per-night guy coming off the bench in Montrezl. They don't have the luxury in the scoring options that the Lakers have, right? So mm-hmm. Marcus Gasol's not coming in here to score. He's coming in here to pass. He can pass. Mm-hmm. He's coming in here to, yeah, he can't rim protect, but he can definitely defend. He's a good system defender. Yep. He's been anchoring a lot of the Raptors' defenses, which is one of the best in the league mm-hmm. over the past couple of years. So he's definitely you know, competent. He's a smart player. Yeah, I think it's a nice addition. Right. Um, and he's won a championship. Yes, albeit very recent, but he's been through it. He knows what he's doing. And exactly, I like the addition for the Lakers. I would not have wanted him back on the Raptors. I exactly think that. Just yeah. in terms of his role, it didn't fit. Mm-hmm. But this is great for him. And I, if they win another one, I'll be happy for him. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, it his his role. As he long was, as he's not on our team. He was the starting five on a championship team, and, and to to hold him to a standard that we want that we want him to play at as Raptors fans, it he just didn't meet yeah, that standard, especially sure. last year. So for him, he probably come off the bench, play 10, 15, at most twenty minutes. I think he's going to be a great fit for that that Lakers team. So, 
with that being said, Dennis Schroeder, Marcus Saul, Montrez Harrell, Wes Matthews are the notable signings. Yep. I think they're reported to be interested in DeMar DeRozan. There is reported. Uh, but that's yep. always happening. So I don't yes. know. They definitely have a lot of pieces because they just retained Markeith Morris as well, who's another Rich Paul guy. Yep. Uh, they have Kuz. Uh, they have Caruso. And their rookie, last year's rookie, Talon Horton Tucker. Yes. He's got like a seven-something wingspan. Like he's a lot of like these guys are high on him. So I don't know. We'll see what uh, we'll see what's going on for the Lakers. Great moves, though. Yeah, absolutely. Let's move on to our next team, Portland. No, not Portland. You're going to do Portland. I'm going to do Portland. Let's do the Clippers. Let's go across uh, the street. Across the street from the Los Angeles Lakers is the Clippers, which we were kind of just alluding to, kind of messed up in this offseason. So they were able to retain Marcus Morris, also another Rich Paul guy, four years, $65 million. Ooh. Ooh. I don't know how or why, but he yeah. got a four-year deal. Obviously, they still have PG. His brother signed for a vet minimum. Yeah, yeah, he wow. took the well, I think wow. it was a one year min, right? Wow. Yeah. It's and they're it's twins crazy. too. It's like they're, just, <laughs> they're the same person. It's like you spend all this money getting the same tats and you can't even get the same contract. Like it's uh, I'm sorry, I'm actually scared of them, so I don't even <laughs> want to say that. Um but they made a huge splash and a splash that really offended me and hurt my feelings, but they signed Serge Ibaka. Right. Which I believe is an actual upgrade from Montrez Harrell in the sense where He's a better defender. He's a better shooter. More skilled. More skilled player. It, it, he's kind of like in a different league than Montrez. I think so too. Um, so I, I like that addition a lot. I think the fit there is really, really good. They added Luke Kennard instead of uh, Seth Curry. Not Seth Curry. Shamit. Shamit. Landry Shamit. Yep. Uh, they added uh, Luke Kennard. So Luke Kennard, a lot of people didn't know about last year, bro. We went to a Pistons game last year. We he's saw nice. him. We're like, yo, this guy can play. I had him in fantasy. He's he nice. Can play, man. He's nice. He can, he can score the ball. He can shoot. I think it's a, a major upgrade from Shamit because Shamit's a good spot-up shooter. Yeah. But I think Luke Kennard is a better play creator. Right. So I like that a lot uh, from them. A big loss for them, though, uh, which people don't even realize, is Jermichael Green yeah. walked. Yeah, he walked. Uh, and we're going to talk about him in another one of the teams that we cover, but... Jamichael Green was a big loss for them because he's one of those guys. He was very sound, consistent, very good shooter, mm-hmm. very good defender. He had size, and he didn't command the ball. He was just very he filled in, easygoing player. Yeah. He's just he was like the the Ariza of the team. Right. You know, he's the glue guy. He right. did all the work, um, and they're gonna miss him. He got a good deal. I think he's a good player, and uh, where he's going, I think is very exciting. Mm-hmm. Now, in terms of how I feel about this team. Are they better? Are they worse? I think that they got a little bit better, a little bit better in the sense where I think they upgraded from um, losing Montrez and they upgraded from losing uh, Shamit. Shamit, yeah. Um, so I don't know. We'll see how the season plays out. It's a new coaching regime, new everything. So I'm excited. Uh, it depends. I mean, if Kawhi doesn't play every third game, then it's going to be tough. But they have a lot to prove, man. Like I They mean, do have a lot to did prove. Did last year's performance really put any confidence in their team? And they didn't really shake up the team no. by a lot. I think, but, but, man, Montrez was terrible in the bubble. Couldn't defend anything. He so was. having Serge Ibaka in the playoffs, I don't think you give up that 3-1 lead, especially being up 13 to 15 points in those last three games. Having a guy like Serge, man, like, I'm not saying he's going to turn the whole team around. But he's a key piece. Man. He's a very he's key, a, he's piece. A key he's a, piece. He's a leader. They don't have a leader. He's a very vocal leader. I, I think it's a good addition. And hey, he's played alongside Kawhi Leonard before. He knows how to oh, yeah. fill that role. He knows how to oh, play alongside. Kawhi handpicked him for sure. Oh, absolutely. There's no doubt that they were in contact during yeah. this whole process. And then so they've got they've already got that good relationship going for them. And, you know, so, you know, I don't doubt that he he's going to fit seamlessly there. I think yeah. um, I think I think he's going to show a lot of these guys how to play with Kawhi Leonard. 
Um, but I still don't really have much confidence in them. I, 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 you're right. Maybe they did get a bit better just by swapping two guys or the, the swap of those two guys. Um, but to, to say, you know, they're, they're obviously contenders, but I'm not really confident in saying, you know, these guys are, are going to be seriously, you know, good contenders. Uh, uh, no, 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 no. They, 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 they choked, but I think that they're still talented. New coach. A lot to prove there as well. With, with you know, he's not really he's not a new coach. He was part of the staff already, um, but he's also yeah, got like a, a Nick Nurse type situation. But he's also got a lot to prove because it, 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 I believe it was um, Tyron Lue won with with LeBron, and you know how much yeah, was LeBron, sure. how much was Tyron Lue. So let's 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 see what his system is. Let's see how he goes about it. Let's see how he learns to manage all these egos, and let's see where they go from there. Yeah, let's so let's talk Portland. Walk Portland. us through Portland's uh, very very successful offseason, in my opinion. Yeah, so. Um, you know, a huge, uh, apart from, you know, their, their core of Damian Lillard, CJ McCollum, Yusuf Nurkic, Gary Trent Jr., who balled out last year, had a really good season. They were able to also keep Carmelo Anthony. They resigned him once again, which I love that move. I think he did a great job for them. They also kept Rodney Hood. So two very important, um, you know, role players, two very important guys who give you buckets offensively. As far as who they lost, they lost basically... You know, the biggest thing, the people they lost was Trevor Ariza to OKC. Yeah. Who didn't show up to the who, bubble. Who didn't show up to the bubble anyway. So, you know, is it a loss? Not really. When very you consider very, who they replaced him with? Definitely not. Yeah. Very good player, though, um, but didn't really wasn't really a loss. And then they they currently, they also lost Mario Hizonia, who didn't really have a big role in that team either. And Hassan Whiteside is kind of in no man's land right now. He's, he's, a, Interesting. he's a free agent, but hasn't been signed yet. So will he return to Portland? Will another Probably team not. make a run at him? I'm not sure that there's many teams that really want him just because of his attitude. Um, he doesn't really have the most positive basketball, you know, attitude. I guess he's not really doesn't seem like he's a yeah. hard worker, you know, and, and a go getter. Um, well, they signed so, a big man, so I don't think he's going to be retained. Exactly. Um, so as far as who they brought in, the key guys: Robert Covington, Rocco, huge, huge three and D player. Um, lengthy huge upgrade at the three defends defends well at the wings you know he's he's a younger trevor ariza essentially in my opinion so i think you got younger at that position you got more mobile at that position uh they also brought in Derek jones jr from miami huge. Who, I, who i hope will have a key role in their on their team as well this guy really athletic uh could put the ball on the floor can attack the rim um if he can knock down his three-point shot consistently that's huge for them and huge for him as well and then finally they brought back ennis Cantor. <laughs> In uh, in a trade after, after he signed from with Boston and Ennis Cantor, you know, might not be the greatest center in the league, might not be, um, you know, the most athletic center in the league, but you know he's going to give you heart. You know he's going to Yo, give you Portland, good buckets. Jeff Hornacek found a way. Is that his name? Terry Terry Stotts. Terry Stotts. Terry Stotts found a way to bring the best out of Cantor. Portland exactly. found a way to bring the best out of Cantor. He yeah. did really really well there, and that's why he got signed by Boston. Yeah, I think him going back to Portland is the best thing he could have done. Yeah. Um. He wanted back. I don't think he ever wanted to leave Portland in the first place. Yeah. So uh, I'm happy to see that move. And they also picked up Harry Giles, who's a young guy. Yeah. yeah. He's one of those things where it's like it's uh, low cost. He could really pan out and do well. He played for. Um, but he we played don't for know. Sac for Sacramento. Nobody has a future in Sacramento. So if yeah. he's a prospect, young prospect coming in, you can develop him. You can kind of mold him into what you want. Still, uh, there's a lot of upside to that opportunity there. For sure. Now let's uncover. Yes. Some wow. Houston Rockets. Offseason, uh, I want to say blunders, but I don't want to be mean. But they actually just made a signing like an hour ago, so yeah. we're going to talk about that. But Houston Rockets, I don't even know as constructed if they have who they have, but 
James Harden, Russell Westbrook, still part of the team, despite tons of rumors of both of them asking for trades. Mm-hmm. Harden wants to go to Brooklyn. Westbrook wants out. Ouch. He doesn't want to play with them, with James anymore. There's a lot of beef going on, but not really beef because they wish each other happy birthday. I don't really know <laughs> what's going on. They still have P.J. Tucker. They still have Eric Gordon. So the main guys, the core from last year, still there. Yep. They picked up Sterling Brown from Milwaukee, decent player. He's a good young player, but nothing crazy. They signed Christian Wood, who's a young stud. I like Christian Wood. Yes. Budding star, young stud, very athletic. Uh, They gave him three years, 40. I think he was the highest paid big man. 40, 41. 41. Yeah. Impressive, man. That's an impressive deal to get. Yeah, for sure. And then their last uh, pickup was in the last like uh, 30, 40 minutes. They signed DeMarcus Cousins. Yeah. I'm very confused. (laughs) I'm very confused. Uh, Just six, eight months ago, they shipped Clint Capella and had a team of no bigs. And then they shipped management, whatever. And then now they have only bigs. They have uh, they only signed big men. Yeah. Uh, So I'm very confused. I mean, Houston, there's a lot of it's very messy. I feel bad for the coach because he's a rookie coach, rookie head coach, um, to have such a situation. I don't think there's much more to talk about with Houston, but just a way like a weird direction they're going in. I'll be I'll be paying attention to how they start the year if they even start the year with this roster. They don't. They just don't seem like they know what they're doing yet, which is which is fine. Um, They did. They did draft Kenyon Martin Jr. That's interesting. They drafted him at 52 overall. Um, this is funny. Some some free agents that they've got: Bruno Caboclo, Demari <laughs> Carroll, Tyson Chandler, and Luke Mbamute that they have rights to. Luke Mbamute that they can sign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Tabo Cephalosha. Wow. A lot of free agents there. I mean, not notable free agents or not anyone that I think is a, is a team changer. But Houston, basically, right now they need to know what their what direction they're going to be heading to. And where they want the team to go, and I don't think it starts until one of the two stars or both stars are traded. For sure. So they're still kind of in limbo. But let's shift gears. Let's go to a former juggernaut in the NBA, a former dynasty, the Golden State Warriors. I just want to start off by saying, man, like prayers to Tristan, um, to Clay Thompson. Yeah, 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 yeah. Big uh, time. News came out that he tore his Achilles. I think it was. Yeah, tore his Achilles. Um, huge loss just for the NBA in general. Everyone was excited to see him back, um, and and playing this year after his his uh, ACL injury in the finals against the Raptors last uh, the year before. Um, just a, just a crappy thing for the league in general. One of the best two way players in the league, and to have him out again that sucks. But um, so other than that, they've retained Steph. They still got Steph. They still got Draymond, Kevon Looney, um. Uh, I, th- those are their core guys that they've kept. Wiggins, Wiggins, they've brought in um oh, on a trade last year. Last he year he was, uh, was with yeah. D'Angelo Russell. Right, yeah. So um, they still got Wiggins. I I imagine they use him as a as a trading uh trading piece. Um, I don't know if he stays, but maybe with Clay Thompson out, they might want to keep him and see how yeah, what maybe. run he gets. Right. Um, but who they brought in? The biggest name that they brought in was Kelly Oub- Kelly Oubre. Ah, uh, you're Jr. disrespecting, bro. The number two pick. James Wiseman? Yeah. I mean, Kelly Uber Jr. balled out last year. We yeah, know, yeah, yeah. We know what on. he can well, do. Well, well, we know his ceiling. We, know we don't know James do. Wiseman's ceiling. Uh, debatable. I mean, I mean, uh, he's on a team. I mean, he was he's playing, what, the four? No. He's going to be like a small five, I feel. A small Draymond five? Green, unless Draymond Green plays the three. 
if he played his true position. Who knows where really he's know. gonna play? But as of right now, the biggest signing they brought. I mean, they had a great draft pick, hundred percent yeah. number two. But Kelly Uber Jr., especially with Clay Thompson going down, you bring in an offensive-minded guard for who sure can, who can also defend. He can put straps on a lot of players in this league, especially on the perimeter. Um, his attitude, his 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 swagger when he plays, like it, it, it's something that I think him and Good Draymond, energy. him and Draymond Green, like to play against both those guys, I think is gonna be very very difficult for a lot of opponents. Um, so I think that trade was huge for them when they brought him in. Uh, they also brought in Kent Bazemore from Sacramento. I think they signed him to like a one-year deal, uh, very uh, low deal. And then they brought in Brad Wanamaker, who I think is a, is a pretty solid backup point guard and had a really good uh, playoff run with Boston. Is it just me, or does it feel like Golden State has created this culture where it's like every year we have Steph Curry, Clay, Draymond Green. We rotate. Who's and then we're them. just, you know, we're like subcontracting these other guys. 100%. Uh, we bring them in. They're not actually a part of the team. They're not a part of the culture. It literally feels mm-hmm. like they're just renting players. Like there's no camaraderie. There's no like t- team bonding. It just feels like those guys separate themselves from the rest of their teammates. They're, they're I don't co- know. Their core guys went beyond that originally. So it was you, you have the Steph, the Draymond. The the Clay Thompson they had Sean Livingston for a very long time they had Andre Iguodala for a very long time and then they rented guys like Leandro Barbosa, um, uh, there's another guy uh, that he's a big man. Um, Maurice Spates. Maury, they rented Maurice Spates and the, Bogut. It, it wasn't they rented Bogut exactly. Yeah. There, there was another one I don't remember. It, it, he he looks like Yami Himi, but he's not. Yeah, I'm um, not sure. I forget who it was, but. Um, they do oh, Festus Azili. Festus Azili, there we go. Festus. 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 Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, Festus. Right? So Festus Azili is another one of those guys. So obviously, when you have essentially three pretty much max guys, you have no choice but to rent these other guys. But their ability to bring in guys, get them to buy in, and play around those core three, core four, when it was Kevin Durant. Hey, it's second to none, man. They, yeah, yeah, but like even, with even with let's look at the Raptors, right? They brought in last year. They have you have the core. It's been Kyle Lowry, Pascal, Freddie, and Norm. That's you know that's like the four that's been there for however many years. They bring in Matt Thomas, Terrence Davis, Rondé Hollis, Jefferson. It feels like a team. It feels like yeah, these guys are now a part of our team. They're not just here for a year and then they're gonna leave. But that's what it feels like with Golden State. It's like Wiggins has been there for however many months now and it does not feel like he's a part of their team and in his mind he's like probably, probably just waiting yeah. to get shipped like but you're also giving them uh, you're also jumping the gun a little bit too quickly because he's been there for less than a year you know he's not gonna f- he's, he might not right, seem like a part with of the like they picked up D'Angelo and, and they he played him. him but yeah it didn't right. feel but like for the past five years they had those those championship teams they had guys who were Golden State yeah, yeah. Warriors guys so it, yeah, it, I'm saying like post dynasty like when when yeah, KD when KD says yo like I felt like an outsider. Like I never felt like I was a part of it. I get it though. Kitty's oh, the worst. Though. He's he's Come a complainer on, for sure. Man. But but yo, I get it. It Can't seems like one of those cultures where it's like, yeah, you guys weren't here when we won. Like maybe, you know, you, you weren't here when we won the first time, and that's all that matters. So don't even worry. And then Ooh, we and then you. we we won seventy three games. So don't even, like you don't even you don't know what it's <laughs> like. So that's what it feels like. But maybe. not much more to discuss with Golden State. I think it's exciting to see how their season is going to come together. And they're going to um, come back up, hopefully, in the playoff picture. I, th- I think I said this a bit last year, but I'm going to – this is going to be very important for, A, Steph Curry's legacy, and B, Steve Kerr's legacy. Because mm-hmm. he got a, a pass last year because they were whatever. Yeah. But I feel like he'd even try to yeah. coach. Yeah. They could have tanked whatever, get the number two pick. But I think this year, I want to see more from Steve Kerr. Absolutely. I want to see 
a guy who doesn't have KD, prime Steph, prime Clay, prime Draymond. On what his are you going to do? You know, you don't have Clay. You have older Steph. And what's Steph going to do? What yeah. can you do? So yeah. we'll see. Uh, let's let's move on though. Phoenix. Oof, big. I think one of the one of the now. best off seasons is Phoenix. I think this is probably the only team I can confidently say went from not playoff to playoff. Yeah, uh, and now they had just missed. Playoffs yeah, too. exactly. They went eight and zero in the bubble, and they just missed it. But and I, mean, I mean, if they played out the rest of the season non COVID, who knows? Who yeah. knows? Right. So they would have had definitely more games to do that. So obviously they retain their main guys: Devin Booker, Michael Bridges, DeAndre Ayton, Cam Johnson, Cam Payton, Sarich. Whatever. Shadich, the same, they signed them recently. Shadich, the same, the same core that they had last year, and, and Shadich, Dario had a really good, uh, he had a really good bubble. Yeah. He played really well. Yeah. And pre bubble, he wasn't really that good, but I think bubble play really, you know, instilled that faith. Yeah. Uh, but their biggest, their biggest moves, in my opinion, is man, they brought in. Obviously, we talked about Chris Paul. Yeah. That's gonna be huge. huge. Chris Paul is a huge guy to put next to Devin Booker. We saw what he did with Shea. We saw what he did with James. It's it's bar none going to be a great mm-hmm. fit. So I'm I'm excited for that. Another key key addition on the low low, Etwan Moore. Etwan Moore. Oh, Moore. You know, my favorite Etwan Moore story is Zion talking about Etwan Moore. Have you ever heard of that no, one where he, I don't think so. he's like when I came into the league like I met Etwan Moore. Like I never knew who this dude was. Like yeah. it's just like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then he was cooking. Yeah, and he's like, this guy did not miss. He was nasty. Yeah. He's like, that's when I realized that like the NBA is a different level. Oh yeah. So guys like Etwan Moore, veteran players, Raptor killer. Can, he's a Raptor killer. Can make big shots. He's a good defender. I like that pick a lot. Um, mm-hmm. they picked up Jay Crowder from yep. Miami, which is a massive, massive, massive pickup. Mm-hmm. Put that in your starting lineup. Uh, and man, I don't even know what what's going on. They picked up Abdul Nader. Shout out to Egypt. There you go. Um, he's not really that great, but <laughs> <laughs> he's Egyptian, <laughs> so we got to shout him out. And uh, yeah, that that's pretty exciting. So I'm man, I'm hyped. Uh, they did lose Aaron Baines uh, to the Raptors. To the Raps. They did lose Kelly Oubre and Ricky Rubio as well. But yeah. major upgrades in all those positions, in my opinion. Absolutely. Jay Crowder from from KO and uh, CP from from Rubio. So that's. That's sort of where we're at with Phoenix. It's exciting. Uh, do you think they make the playoffs this year? Yes, bottom six to eight seed. Yeah, six to eight seed. In my is, opinion, yeah. I I don't know. They could squeeze into five. They could squeeze into five. Tough, they have veterans. Tough, tough, uh, tough, tough. If tough, Aiden tough. plays a full year of high production basketball, a lot of ifs. Because he got suspended last year, I right? I know, I know. But a lot, of, a lot of ifs. But confidently can say six to eight. Chris Paul. I think Chris Paul's influence is bringing him in. I I'm I'm upset that he went to Phoenix. I know. He's still not competing for a championship. Let's be real here, but he's becoming a legend. Though the, he's becoming a legend, just his ability to to be shipped to these teams and just make an impact. Teams that aren't supposed to make the playoffs are making playoffs, and they're they're highly seated in the playoff picture. They're not squeezing in the eighth seed, right? So what he's going to be able to do for Phoenix for Devin Booker, I think, is is, is going to be amazing. Yeah, he's like the super teammate. You just bring him in. He's like, he's like averse to to tanking. <laughs> yeah, okay, see, yeah. tried to tank, and they're nah, like, damn nah, it, we're in the nah. playoffs. We're fifth in the West. So shout out to to Phoenix. I'm I'm hyped. Yeah. This is one way to try to keep Devin Booker. I know there was a lot of reports of him being unhappy, but I think yeah. having Chris Paul beside him in the front court, that you know, someone who he respects as a greater player than him, mm-hmm. I think is going to be very important for his mm-hmm. development, for sure. Um, moving on to the New Orleans Pelicans. Um, they were able to keep... Uh, and retain. I mean, nobody, 
you know, all, all these players are about to list right now. They weren't free agents. They're just still on the team. Lonzo Ball, who I hope improves uh, a little bit more this year. They still got Josh Hart, Jackson Hayes, who's promising. Uh, JJ Redick is is still there, and then obviously Zion Williamson is on in his second year in the league. Guys that they've brought in, um, some pretty solid pieces. Um, guys who will contribute. Uh, I don't think they're. I, I still think it's going to be tough for them to make the playoff. Uh, make a playoff run. I th- I think they can squeeze in, but they brought in Stephen Adams from OKC, who is a, a very solid starting five, and they brought in Eric Bledsoe uh, from Milwaukee, which who was involved in that Drew Holiday trade. Now, unfortunately, as part of that, they did lose Drew Holiday, which I think is a huge deal. A yeah, huge, big huge time. loss, especially for a young star or a young hoping to to be a star in Lonzo Ball. Uh, even a guy like Josh Hart, um, even a guy like Zion Williamson, you love the kind of guy that Drew Holiday is, a true professional, a guy who comes in and works, shows these kids how it's done. So I think they're going to miss a lot of that influence. Um, they did also lose the Raptor killer, Etwan Moore. They, they let Julio uh, for a walk, which, I mean, they got Steven Adams instead, which I think is a huge upgrade. And they also let Derek Favors walk to Utah. So a few changes. Um, they still got a few more signings to make. Their team is still looking a bit uh, slim personnel-wise. Hundo P. I, uh, just I assume, I assume um, Baron Ingram will, um, re-up. Get, will, will get the extension or, 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 or re-up. And he hopefully stays there. Uh, I think he becomes an, he, he stays an all-star this year for them as well. And it continues to grow. And if him and Zion can kind of grow together uh, with, with, with Lonzo Ball kind of orchestrating the offense, I think, it, I think it's, yeah. they're going to they're gonna have a promising future. I, now, I want to challenge you because I don't know that Steven Adams is the best fit for this team. And the reason why I say that is because these guys are all runners. Like, they're very athletic runners up and down the floor. Yeah. He's a very traditional back to the basket center, uh, bump bump it with the bigs. You know, Zion yeah. needs room to operate. Yeah. Steven Adams kind of going to be in there. Mm. It was a bit of a confusing move, so I don't know necessarily that he is the best player for them. He's I, a good player, but I don't know if that works with him and Zion. I don't think he. I mean, I don't think he's going to be the, the answer to all the problems as far as Derek Favors and and Julie Okafor goes. I think he is a better center for them. Yeah. And, Steven Adams makes an impact without demanding the ball. He doesn't. He's a he is a back to the basket center. But how often do you see him on the block demanding the ball? He wants rebounds. He wants to set screens. He wants to play the pick and roll. Protect his teammates. He wants to protect his teammates. Um, if if I'm having him at the five, I'm not really I'm not really mad at it. Um, as far as running up and down the court, yeah, that that is that is kind of his, his not his weakness, but will be a, a tough spot for him. But if he can play with Russell Russell Westbrook, who's zero to one hundred in two seconds. I think he'll be he'll be fine with this team. Yeah, that's a fair point. Um, I I think he's a good fit. I think he's a, he's gonna be a great five for them. He's a veteran guy, a leader. Um, uh, just through his actions, you know, you just see him. You're you're scared of the dude. You know what I mean? You, you respect him. Yeah. Um, and he's played with with winning teams, so I think he's gonna bring some winning culture to 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 that team. For sure. Now uh, let's move over to some honorable, quick honorable mentions quick mentions. Yeah. These these are teams that didn't really make big splashes, but notable splashes that we mm-hmm. want to just. Talk about so first let's do Minnesota. So they retain everybody. Um, obviously, a lot of their guys are younger. You got your Jared Culvers, your, your Okogies, your Cats, um, your D'Angelo Russells, right? All these guys are going to stay there for a while. That's mm-hmm. the core. Malik Beasley. They bring in Ricky Rubio to, come I guess, home. be exactly come back home, be the secondary guy, uh, and then they draft Anthony Edwards with the number one pick. So you have a potential big three mm-hmm. of D'Angelo, Cat, Anthony Edwards. Mm-hmm. We don't know much about Anthony Edwards in the NBA. We know he's a top prospect. He's a great player. 
Uh, we expect big things. Um, so I don't know. I'm I'm pretty excited for Minnesota. It's a little early to tell because yeah. there's a lot of ifs. And I mean, Jared Culver's a young dude and he's still inexperienced, but he has a lot of potential. I like him a lot. He's a big guard. Mm-hmm. He's tall. He can shoot. He can handle. Um, I like Minnesota, but it's always Minnesota, and they're going to be cursed. Yeah. So they got to do something to really sort of change up. that, in my opinion. What's next? Let's do. We got OKC next. OKC. I'm. I mean, despite the. I mean, OKC. But the, well, we're, we're not even covering who they added. It's like how they just got rid of everybody. It's just how they got rid of everybody and how they just loaded up on picks. I'm sure they have above at least 20 picks by now. By by midweek last week, they were at like sitting at 17, 18 picks in the next seven, eight years. Yeah. So yeah. what weird, Sam Presti weird, is weird. doing, and you know, it's, it's not weird. It's just rebuilding. I think now that Chris Paul is gone, he knows that this team is kind of they need to rebuild. Um, he's loaded up on draft picks, so he's got a lot of assets to trade and a lot of assets to actually use in the draft. Yeah, big time. So you know, I I think for a guy like Shea Gilgis, um, the team is yours now. You know, go get your reps in. Go yeah. go learn. Yeah, I so, mean, yo, I'm looking at it now. They like they brought in George Hill, Trevor Ariza, Al Horford. Yeah, these guys are not no name guys. Like they can still, I mean, with the young core that they have, Lou Dort, Shea Gilgis, Darius Baisley, Hamidou Diallo. Like these are young prospects, very athletic guys, mm-hmm. springy dudes. Mm-hmm. You throw in George Hill, Al Horford, Trevor Ariza, veteran presence. Assuming they keep those guys, yeah, they could probably make a nice little six to eight run. No, um, six to eight. Yeah, for wow, sure. Wow, that's mad. Optimistic. All the talents in the East now, bro. bro. I can still name you eight teams that are probably better than OKC. Who? Los Angeles Lakers. Okay. Los Angeles Clippers. Yeah. Dallas Mavericks. Utah Jazz. Okay. Denver. Denver. Portland. Portland. Phoenix. That's 18. Phoenix oh, that's is questionable. We don't, you don't know. think they're better? Okay. Okay, oh, okay no, you're right. You're on. right. Okay, so that leaves us with the eight. That's seven. One more seat. Golden State Warriors. New Orleans Pelicans. No, they're not better than the Pelicans. They are better than the Pelicans. Okay. Eight. I just named you eight. Golden State. Oh, no, come on. <laughs> bro, you're reaching. They're not going to 6 to They're eight. not going 6 I, to 8. They're not going 6 Nobody eight. said they were going 5 this year, so we don't we don't know what they're going to be capable of. And Shea can take a crazy step next year and become that dude because he, he played a whole year with CP. And I don't know. We'll see, man. We'll see. It's exciting. Yeah. I don't want to talk too much about OKC because they didn't really do much. Let's talk about my team, Dallas, the Dallas Mavericos. They didn't really do much, but they brought in – a very key piece, in my opinion, mm-hmm. in Josh Richardson. Yeah. They lost Seth Curry, uh, but they had a major upgrade. He's a much bigger, better defender, better wing defender. He can yeah. shoot. He can dribble. He can lead the second unit. I like this move a lot. Um, they obviously retain their guys. A lot of their guys are young. Chris Tapps is on a max. Hey, they also brought in James Johnson, who was a black belt. <laughs> You know, he he did sign a. He actually signed a. He opted. I think he opted into a fat yeah. deal with Minnesota. And then they traded him to Dallas. But they know, shipped our boy though, Delon. Right, he's back reunited with Coach Case. Yeah, in Detroit. I'd be. I'd love to be a fly on the wall when he like found out he's going to be back with Casey. He's probably gonna get playing time. Oh, so? I mean, they signed seventy centers, and he's yeah, the only guard, so, so I'd yeah. assume so. So I mean, unless I'm, Derek I'm Rose excited. is still there. I wouldn't be surprised if Derek Rose moves to a real championship contender, and I hope he does move yeah. to a real championship contender. Now, they're reported to be interested in Victor Oladipo, Spencer Dinwiddie, and Zach Levine. Give me Spencer Dinwiddie. That would be great. Yeah. That would be amazing. So, uh, Zach wow. Levine, too, though? That's too much. That, no, no. That's too Zach much Levine is too much. Yeah. I think Dinwiddie would be a perfect yeah. complement to Luka Doncic. Exactly. Victor Oladipo, you can stay home. We already have Chris Stapps with all the injury risk in the world. We don't and, need and another you one. Don't, 
you're not loyal, bro. You were asking, yeah. you're you're asking opponents, can I come play for you guys? In the yeah, they re-upped my boy Trey Burke. Shout out to Trey Burke, the epitome of hard work. Yes, this yeah. guy got signed a month before the playoffs. He was sitting at home during the quarantine with no team. Yeah, and he re-upped. So shout out to you for your hard work, man. Um, the final last team, but not least, walk us through it. The sir. Denver Nuggets. Um, not a crazy, uh, actually a decent amount of moves. Actually, um, the move that I really hated is that they brought back Paul Millsap. Um, we spent the last year just giving it to Paul Millsap, unfortunately, and they 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 resigned him. They didn't really sign him to much. Um, I hope his role is going to be minimized. Um, it's it's I I think it's it's you know reasonable for his role to be minimized just because of how he played last year. But they keep their main guys, you know, Nikola Jokic, Jamal Murray who balled out, Michael Porter Jr. who's a who's a budding star, uh, Monte Morris. They still got Will Barton, who's a bucket, and then Gary Harris, who I'm not a fan of at all. But I hope someday. He'll, Maybe this he'll year he'll ha- he'll be better. Last Hopefully. year was wow. I hope so. And who they lost was the biggest key takeaway for me. Um, they lost two key guys, in my opinion. Mason Plumlee, who's a very good backup center, who gives you great three energy, key guys, very by the way. athletic. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're right. Three key guys. Um, and then Jeremy Grant. Who we are very, very high on. Such a big loss for them. And I was so pissed to see him go. Detroit gave him that offer sheet, and I believe the Denver Nuggets did not match. I assume they were going did, to. He they wanted want, to. He, he didn't, didn't want it. He didn't want it to match. Um, Why, bro? You want to go to Detroit? That's bro, so disappointing. That's so disappointing. We were. I saw that. I was on your couch, and I saw that. I'm like, I'm like, bro, no, no way. There's no way. The only explanation is that he would want just a, a much larger role. That's on, it. And on he did say that. Team. He wants a more offensive right. role. I get it. But, like, mm-hmm. you are a – I mean, he had a Why? lot of potential, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he had a lot of potential. And then they brought in Tory Craig from Milwaukee. They um, lost Tory Craig. Sorry. I apologize. Yeah, they to lost Milwaukee. Craig, uh, to Milwaukee. Um, Which is a huge piece, bro. Yeah. It's a huge yeah. – like, Tory Craig is like a Malik Beasley in the sense where, like, you don't know the value of these guys. Yeah. Until you play with them or have them on your team and you're watching every night because they do the dirty work, they guard, mm-hmm. they shoot. I, I like t- losing Tory Craig is uh, they had a pretty bad offseason if if I actually have to give them a grade. I, I agree they, with you. Yeah, they lost a lot of key guys. They added Jamichael Green, who's a nice addition. Yeah, but, but man, didn't they lost, make the necessary. You know moves, what though? Man. They drafted R.J. Hampton, so R.J. Hampton Ooh, did nice drop too. a lot in the in the draft, which was surprising to the. They both traded of us. for him. They traded for him. They did. So he was one of the top prospects, and they drafted Zeke Naji as well, who's also one of the top prospects. Mm-hmm. I know the Raptors were looking at him, but he went twenty second. Uh, so I don't know. I mean, R.J. Hampton has a lot of potential, but losing Torrey Craig, Jeremy Grant, Mason Plumley, it's tough. And I don't know. I expected a a, bi- a way bigger offseason for them at the very least. To, to yeah. Port- I don't know. I don't Jamal know what. Murray, did you see his Insta story? No. He kept like he posted all his teammates that like left. He's like, "Go be great, go be great." It was huh. like eight stories after. I'm like, oh, that's cute. these guys lost to everyone. Like, yeah. <laughs> who who's there anymore? Big loss for Jeremy, uh for them to lose Jeremy Grant, but um, I still think they. I mean, they still probably remain in the middle of the of the playoff hunt for yeah. in the Western Conference. But with for that sure. being said, that is your quick Western Conference recap. What you needed to know, uh, obviously, you know, we told you what you don't need to know as well. But um, you know, a lot of changes in the league, both East and West, and I I think a lot of power has shifted to the Eastern Conference, and a lot of a lot of a lot of good key role players, good potential stars and stars have moved to the Eastern Conference, and it's going to be a very very interesting year. Interesting year to see how it plays out. Absolutely, and listeners, you know where to find us. We're on Listener, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify, and we will come at you guys on the next episode.